Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So, are you curious about the swinging lifestyle? How to get into it? Where to meet swingers? Where to party? Have you fantasized about having a threesome or participating in an orgy? Where would you go to safely explore these naughty fantasies? On today's show, we're going to share the interview that we did with FM 104 Dublin, where they asked us all about the ins and outs of the swinging lifestyle. And then we're going to find out more about the swinger club in central London called Le Boudoir. Mm-hmm. The show should be absolutely fantastic. But first, let's remind you about our show sponsor. It's our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in the wet spot and squirt as hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need One of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. Our top waterproof blanket will protect any play space from messy massage oils, silicone lubes, or any other sexy wetness. Just throw it down and get it on. And the best thing is the easy cleanup. When you're done, you just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. Now available in two sizes and three color combinations. Order yours from Amazon today. Just search Top Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. Sure does. All right, let's get on with the show. You know this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And now, here's the interview we did with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long from FM 104 in Dublin answering all their questions about the swinging lifestyle. Right, okay. You are listening to Room 104 and we're going to be talking about something which we've brought up in passing once or twice, but never really spoken to anyone who is part of this particular lifestyle. No, and I'm pretty open-minded. I'm an open person. I don't kind of get that jealous thing where I'd be w- w- like weirded out by a boyfriend looking at another girl or... Oh, even, you should be. I, I, well, maybe I should, but I've just never been like that. Yeah. I just, I'm just very open-minded. But when it comes to a third person in the bedroom, I find that... A little bit uncomfortable, and then on top of that, these parties that people throw, yeah. where there's multiple people at the yeah, there might be four, five, six, seven, eight people in your bedroom, Sasha. Oh, I don't know if I can cope. I just don't like being watched. <laughs> I don't like being watched in the gym. I don't yeah. like being watched on a bus. Yeah. I just don't like it. All right, uh, which is fair enough. And uh, this lifestyle may not be for everyone. And please let us know your your thoughts this evening. You can WhatsApp us in oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. I mean. Would you would you ever be up to trying something like this? And now I know Irish people were still very much private and not very open or explicit about our private lives and our sex lives, which yeah. is, again, which is fair enough. I completely get that. So I'm not people probably won't text in about this. But what would you ever consider joining, let's say, the swingers lifestyle? Now, in fairness, I wouldn't say no to anything unless I have tried it. 
So I wouldn't. So you're willing to try it? I'd be willing to try it. I, do I think I'd like it? No. Right. That's going to be next week's Facebook Live <laughs> on FM 104. So she will be at a swingers party and just trying it just to review and see how it goes. No, but there are. Um, Two people who are joining us on the line now, they're a couple, and they're going to explain to myself and Saoirse and to you exactly how they got into the lifestyle and what the swinging lifestyle really is, maybe what are its pros and what are its cons. Joining us now from uh, Jamaica, Carol and David Hunt, how are you guys? Hey, guys. How are you? Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting, interesting, because, you know, you hear about this going on, and I've never spoken to anyone who was openly, you know, who has openly partaked in this kind of lifestyle, but... um. For, for someone who isn't listening, maybe, could you explain what exactly is swinging to the, the lay ignorant person? Well, before, sure. before we get into what is swinging, I just want to correct the fact that you guys think that everybody in Dublin or in Ireland is this sleepy community where there's not swingers. We travel the world almost a week a month, and we've met many people from Dublin and Ireland who are great open-minded no, people. <laughs> There are well, people in the swinging lifestyle everywhere. If the church finds out about this now, David, we'll all be hung. I don't think so. I don't think that's I don't the case. Think no. So. no, we're we're having a great time here in Jamaica. We're at Hedonism Resort. We're actually from Montreal in Canada. And I'm going to let Carol talk a little bit about what the swinging lifestyle is all about. Well, the way I cool. like to describe the swinging lifestyle is that it starts with an open-minded attitude and a strong, loving relationship so that as a couple, you can push your boundaries, test your limits, and fulfill some fantasies together. And it is something that couples do together. And that's kind of, and the whole goal here is to strengthen your couple. Yeah. And that's what makes it a it whole does. lot of fun. And, and we, we've been swingers now for 12 years, and we consider ours consider ourselves emotionally monogamous but you know when it comes to sex we love foursomes and moresomes the more the merrier <laughs> um, that's amazing can we just take it back a, a, a little bit sure. to your relationship before like swingers have ha, was it kind of the norm oh no we were in were a boring stale sexless marriage uh, this is our second marriage. So yeah. uh, David and I um, met, I'm going to say, 15 years ago. Well, let's tell our story because yeah, Carol's have... ex-husband is married to my ex-wife. But that's before we were swingers. What? Yeah. 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 That's just by Sorry? coincidence. <laughs> you want to di- oh, okay. you want to digest that? <laughs> Wait, yeah. you, uh, were you friends? Were you friends, like, friends and two neighbors? Couples? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. You want to do like another show on TV. that next week? <laughs> Kind yeah, of. we do. Lads, I think we could have you on every week for the rest of the year. Just <laughs> well, you know, what's, you know what's funny? We, we, have, we have a great story, and we've been in the lifestyle for 12 years. And as you know, we have our own radio show podcast that's listened to by over yeah. 750,000 people. It's called The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. We'll get into that a little bit later. But swinging is really all about fun and pleasure. And I don't know, um, do you have any sex toys? I don't know. <laughs> Sir, she has so several. I have loads. Yeah. So, so being 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 in the lifestyle is just like playing with a sex toy, except it's a human being. Right. Exactly. Not that humans can be um, measuring up to sex sex toys, but that's kind of how you got to look at it. It's not that people fall in love with the person they're having sex with; they're actually just having sex with them to enjoy the pleasure and sex and sexuality with them. Are they though? But the way I would look at it, right, um, is I absolutely love steak, mashed potatoes, peppercorn sauce. Yeah, right? so do I. Dream. If I was to have that every single day for the rest of my life, yeah, 
you sometimes do you want to try something off the menu just to keep the novelty there and I to expand you your horizons do yeah you know throw something in the mix a little bit and, and then you come back to your steak and you're like now i appreciate this even more because i didn't like the pasta but you don't want a plate full of pizza pasta steak yes you, you do like, platter is my favorite really see i'm more like i will take the steak for monday yeah. to, to friday and then i want something different for the weekend right like, okay. is that not the same with relationships it is but we're not we're not saying that you have to give up your steak your steak is always there you go home with that steak all you're doing is you're adding Extra some sauce. potatoes and some vegetables yes. and some pudding and, and other things around it and then when you finish that whole plate, you go home with your steak and you have great sex with them to complete a beautiful evening. Wow, I'm writing all of this down in a yeah. script to try and run it by her. Go, hey, what's <laughs> going on? Don't you like steak? But um, do, do you mind if I ask you, Carl and uh, David, right? What was your first experience of swinging? Yeah, certainly. Actually, when David and I, David and I first met, we were definitely o- open-minded. We met a couple from the UK. <laughs> yes, and we were on vacation and we sat next to a couple from the UK who explained to us about the swinging lifestyle and we had not heard about it at all. And we've been worldly travelers and yet we had never come upon people who were swingers. And we were very sexually open-minded at right? the time. And so we had a chance to chat with them for actually over over the course of several days asking a lot of questions and about was, what they're trying to tell us. He was putting sunscreen on her tits every day and you were telling me, don't even think about doing that because, you know, I'm okay tanning uh, topless. topless here, but you're not touching me right, in public right so um that's kind of how we started the discussion i kept telling david don't watch them they're touching each other in weird ways what are you doing and then don't two days later them. we were in their bedroom playing with them so after we had spent a few days with them and learning about this lifestyle we kind of realized that this would be kind of fun let's give it a try, a try. and so we did uh and we had sex with that couple and then the night after with another couple and the night after with another couple and we've never looked back ever right. since that was 12 years ago jumped in the deep end we That's did terrifying yes no it's not terrifying you know if you and your partner have great communication and you know and you talk about sex and talking about sex isn't just about hey do you want to have sex tonight uh okay we're going to do it in the missionary position on the left side of the bed um till 25 years from now if you guys are open to discuss different alternatives and different ways of having sex maybe in the kitchen then you know you, you're at least open to pushing your boundaries and the lifestyle swinging is one of those boundaries that you can push we say you know in the lifestyle you don't have to swing with another person you just have to be open-minded and some people are voyeurs some people are exhibitionists some people swing where it's full penetration with another partner and some of them don't there's no penetration and it's just kissing and some of it's you know women who are bisexual yeah and there's no right way or wrong way to be a swinger it's whatever you decide to do with your couple uh, the rule you make up your own rules that you want to do and how you the boundaries you want to push with your partner um, everybody could be different it is I mean Sush if you were out with your partner and you were at a swingers party or a lifestyle resort like we're at at hedonism in Jamaica and you said um, you know it's okay for me to give another guy a blowjob but it's not okay for your partner to go down on another girl well that's just a rule and as you go and play um you follow those rules and if it's okay for both of you to do everything except penetration you just follow those rules and you not get jealous well jealousy is one of those things that's a natural reaction and but when you are secure in your relationship jealousy is maybe a fleeting moment um, it's not that you never feel jealous. Of course, you want your partner to, to enjoy what we're into this, that we're here to have fun and enjoy. And it, when you are secure in your relationship, it just passes very quickly. 
and you don't really even notice it. So, so David, can I ask you, like, from a man's perspective, seeing your 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 partner, seeing Carol for the first time, having sex with another man, how did you feel? You know, it is an absolutely amazing um, visual, um, and sex is very visual. That's why porn is such a large industry. And it's almost like watching live porn. You're watching someone, and Carol and I only have one rule, which is we play together. So we always see what's going on with each other. And I, Carol has the most amazing orgasms. And watching a guy go down on her pussy and make her orgasm and then take her and have sex with her and, and really have Pound me hard. a good, hard <laughs> pounding. And Carol get into it. And, and I'm always there. So she might be giving me a blowjob while he's doing her, the other girl's doing something with us so you know we all play together but you know there's a lot of things you see playing with another partner or other partners that you don't see when you're having sex just one-on-one fair enough yeah different i mean that makes sense. You know, make a different angle on the whole thing right yep yeah you can don't respond to and what they like and don't like and maybe you might learn a lot more about your partner by kind of taking a step back and kind of going you do her for a few moments now i'll take a few notes and go ah okay yeah, yeah absolutely exactly. Very How true. often would you do this? Like, do you have regular sex with yourselves as well, or oh yeah, is it absolutely. always swingers? No, we parties? have sex probably every day. Dave and I have sex every day probably, and we swing. I would say uh, on the weekends or when we travel. Uh, it's more of a hobby. Some people go golfing. Well, we go fucking. You know, that's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> Shagging. Shagging. <laughs> that's the way. <laughs> Can I ask? Are your exes? Are they swingers too? No, 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 no not at okay. all. No. But, you know, it's, it's, it's really the reason why it's called the swinging lifestyle, because it's a way of life. The swinging lifestyle is about what's good for your couple. And every time we go into a swinging situation, it has to strengthen our couple. And every time, even though we've played in a big orgy and Carol might have had three or four orgasms, we go home and we connect and we have sex, the two of us. God, that's more than most people. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of pleasure. <laughs> And yeah, I can imagine. But so sex, sex, is, very- sex is such an important part of relationships. Carol loves saying that relationships begin and end in the bedroom. And if you don't have a great sex life, there's a good chance your relationship's not going to succeed. And we're not talking about you have to swing, but you just have to add spice to your sex life to keep it interesting. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, so let's say one of the people in the relationship is kind of curious about exploring this lifestyle and the other person is completely not. What would you suggest you do in that situation? Well, then that's not for you. It's not for the couple. It definitely has to be something that both partners in the couple want to explore together. It's all about doing it together. So if that's the case, then they're probably not going to become swingers. Right. And and no one takes one for the team. But if one person wants to explore sexuality a little bit differently, the other partner shouldn't say no. They should say, well, I'm not into this, but how about this? And they sit down and they ha- the communication is so important in relationships. Mm. So, yeah. So if you're because mm, I'm, I'm just wondering if you end up and said, hey, do you want to try swinging? The other person was like, would you offend your partner? Because they'd say, well, you don't want to have sex with me anymore. Or, you know, is there a risk of doing that? And how do you manage that as a couple so you're not causing anyone any? Well, I think that grief. they'll end up in any way. The... I, I think they will. I mean, if someone has that urge that they want to try something in their life. Yeah, they're not going to continue their whole life and not do that. 
at yeah. any point. They, they won't. And there's They'll lots of things you can do that doesn't actually involve swinging. Of course, you can talk about pushing boundaries and limits and having fun and doing it here and doing it there and trying this and trying that and it has nothing to do with swinging. So, of course, that's not the ultimate goal for every couple. And I, when your opening statement, you said it's not for everyone and that's it's for anyone, but it's not for everyone. And I'll give you an example. So uh, again, we're at Hedonism Resorts here in Jamaica. There's cruises for lifestylers around the world. And 50% of the people who go to these resorts or go on these cruises or go on any type of vacation, they don't play with other people. They're going there to enhance the erotic experience of their couple. So at Hedonism here, you can have sex anywhere. How cool is it? to be able legally to have sex on the beach, not the drink, but sex on the beach with your partner and nobody judges you and you can just have a great time with the ocean lapping up on the shore and you can be under the moon and it's just something that you add to your couple and you don't have to bring another person in. Right, you don't have to share your partner at all and yet that's still part of the lifestyle. Or you can go into the playroom and you Mm -hmm. can have sex with 20 other couples having sex around you but you don't necessarily have to have sex with them. So, so, so this is like an all-inclusive resort where you go to in Jamaica, has its own beach, has its own facilities, and I imagine it is probably a hotel or whatever. Yes. And everyone's there to just ha- have, have, have sex. sex and, and well, explore. Well, everyone there is open-minded and want to explore their sexuality, and some have sex in public and some have sex only in their room. And there's no right way or wrong way. It's whatever works for the person who's there. And it's very liberating hanging out at the beach naked, naked. with 400 yeah. other people. But would, would, would there, is there a bar there? Would people having sex in the bar or where you're getting breakfast? No, 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 not, no. not in the not where there's okay. food. Yeah, you have to wear clothes. No, there. There, there's too much hot stuff there. You could get hurt. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're trying to get a cup of coffee and there's someone having sex on the coffee machine. You're like, don't mind us. Just join in. And, but what are the, what are these cruises like? These is it the same the same kind of setup that you're there, but kind it's of, just yes. on a cruise ship. See. Yes, very similar. So there's different types of cruises. One of them is the big cruise, which is uh, big cruise ships like the Royal Caribbean cruise ship with 4,400 people. Wait, it's all. not called Royal Caribbean. It's, no. it's, it's chartered and called the yes, Bliss Cruise. Exactly. And there's 4,000 naked people. In right. It. And then there's some smaller cruise ships that are maybe only 350 cabins. And so 700 couple, uh, 700 people altogether. And so you, there's varieties but there's plenty of cruises that go out every year four or five per year in the mediterranean in the caribbean uh, some go to the asian polynesian countries so yeah it's definitely and in, a whole in your, lifestyle in your like part that. of the world um in the south of france there's cap dag which is a naked city and there's during the summer there's tons of thousands and thousands of naked people swingers and nudists that hang out there I never knew any of this. I didn't know you could go on a cruise with a naked a sex chef. Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There sex you go. Cruise. It's great to learn new things. Yes. And, and what's very, very what's very cool is on the last ship we went on, uh, they had a restaurant that was sponsored by Jamie Oliver, but there was no naked chef. <laughs> oh, that's so unfortunate. <laughs> was Jamie there? No. no, no. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> God, this is this is so so much to kind of It's it's a lot to take in. For someone who's never experience swinging so say for me i i am open-minded but i've never gone to a swingers party what does it involve if i turn up to a swingers party am i just going to see loads of people naked straight away just at each other i would say it's a very sexy party everybody is dressed uh to the nines but in a sexy way and of course there's a lot of socializing to begin with because you have to make a connection with another partner you don't it's not an orgy for example where everybody just jumps on top it's it's definitely consensual it's consensual between partners. 
And the lifestyle, believe it or not, is all about the woman. It's the woman in the relationship who drives it. This is not the male who's saying, wife, I want you to have sex with these people. It's the woman who says, I want to do this. And if it's not good for her, it doesn't happen. And in the lifestyle, respect is paramount. And, and the people in the lifestyle get it. And there's three rules that everybody lives by. And the first one is ask first. The second one is no means no. And the third one is if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it means no. And by everybody following those rules, the sex and the friendliness and the friendships that build is unbelievable because a lot of the other bars and clubs and places people socialize don't get all that. They don't get the proper rules and the consent and... And, um, and the fact that the woman drives is very yeah, female-centric. Yeah, and there's no groping and grabbing and stuff like that. It's definitely something that you discuss, and, and you can even negotiate what we're going to do next and, and who wants to do whatever. Uh, it's a negotiation that usually the ladies organize. Okay, okay. well, I mean, they're good rules. Yeah, they're very good rules. Yeah. Okay. Uh, even outside of swinging. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> much so. You don't need them there as well. God. So um, in these... I'm trying to imagine, like, in, in these swingers' parties, are they held in people's, like, private homes? Are they held in hotel rooms? Or how do, how do people wind up, you in, know... In both, it exactly. So there are swinger clubs in most cities around the world. There are swinger clubs, and there's a lot of parties going on every weekend there. House parties, there hotel parties. takeovers. Mm -hmm. There are organizers in the lifestyle who organize trips and hotel takeovers and um, you know events that are happening. There's events that go on in Ibiza, in Greece. Um, there's 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 organized. And there's dating group. sites for swingers. So really, a lot of these events are advertised on the dating sites. So if you want to meet another couple, and or if you're going to the event and you want to meet a few people online before you get there, so you kind of have a general idea of who's going to be there, and and perhaps you'll find a, a matching partner that yeah. you might want to have sex with. So in your part of the world, um, there's SDC.com, there's SpicyMatch.com, who are all. Um, dating sites where people who want to have um, encounters with other people, like-minded people for sexual openness, can meet um, like-minded people. And most of them are couples, but there are some singles in the lifestyle, and very often if you want to make a threesome, you can find a, a single male. That's or what Sushi was saying. She wants to um, find another couple to play with because uh, she wanted to have a threesome. There you go. That's how you do it. So start off maybe with a threesome. Build your way up. A lot Possibly. of times it happens that way. Sure. It's not yeah. easy to find another couple where you're compatible with him with her, her with him uh, kind of thing. It's not that easy, but I mean, it's obviously doable. It is a lot easier just to find one other person to and join. It, and in the lifestyle, most of the time it happens when the two girls connect mm -hmm. and they kiss and play with each other's, uh, each other's tits. And it, it once the girls get connected to each other, guys will do anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whatever, grand job, yeah. happy days. Yeah. Yes, happy God, okay. Days. So, so what would the approach be? I'm just trying to think. If you're there with your other half and you're in a room full of strangers and you see a couple that you're like, oh, hello, what's going on? Like, I'd feel so awkward going so up on a, do you want to, do you want to ride or? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, there's definitely, um, there's definitely icebreaker uh, situations. So either there's games or fun things, but in general, you, you meet up a new couple and say, hey, how are you? Where are you from? Um, do you swing uh, in your neighborhood? Do you have clubs there? Uh, what are you into? What do you guys like to do? And Carol's not a big talker. So once we get 
to see a couple that's attractive for both of us. And we know that they play because a lot of people go to clubs, like I said, just to have that erotic experience. Carol's very good yeah. at saying, all right, do you want to dance or do you want to fuck? Once, once the chemistry yeah. is made, <laughs> he's he's skipping a few steps here, uh, but yes, yeah, yeah, just, the connection just, has to be made first. Yes. Like yeah, job done. Yeah. We're here. Let's close the deal. ABC, right. always be closing this year. I always oh, remember geez. that, right? Exactly. And Carl seems to be very good at that. So yeah, God. I I I don't have anything to say. I kind of feel like we are living a really boring life. Sheltered. Sheltered, I would say. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you guys happier? Do you think than other couples that aren't swingers? I would have to say absolutely. Uh, sorry, hate to tell you that, but yes. <laughs> our our tagline for our radio show, which is a sexy lifestyle with Carol and David, is "Live happy, healthy, and horny." <laughs> yeah, a lot of people forget that last bit. They do, yeah. yeah. Happy and healthy, and then and then they're tired. It's not happening in the bedroom, or there's no attraction there. That but can cause an awful lot. That's the balance that we need in life to make a very good, healthy life. Happy, healthy, and horny. Right. So, have you ever in this like because in this lifestyle, I I always I would think that would other people not look down on you, but it's still even in this country, it's not obviously open. People might be like hiding the fact hiding or a little bit yeah. shameful, or it's still a little bit taboo. Here would probably be the word Absolutely. that I'm saying. Like, probably... would you run the risk of? Sorry, I was just saying. Would you run the risk of? Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, you know, other people finding out that you're into it and kind of... Or people that aren't into it, your friends, maybe your friends with other couples that aren't into it and they're kind of afraid to socialize with you because they feel like you're going to come yeah. on to their partner. Is or... there any stigma that you found or, or any of any negativity that you found from friends or family or from in your professional life or, or any other aspect of your kind of life? So in general, absolutely. 99% of the people in the swinging lifestyle are underground and they don't tell anybody, not their neighbors, friends or family at all. David and I are open. We have been out for about eight years now. And of course, having our podcast and we do a lot of trips and travel and we are, I'm going to say leaders in the industry, but uh, we are open. So we did not lose any friends or family when we came out. We have some friends who live vicariously <laughs> yes. through us. Uh, but it is absolutely true. There's still tons of stigma and tons of taboo around surrounding the swinging lifestyle and that there's a lot of judgment there and mostly because people don't understand. And because it's underground, it's like a catch-22. Uh, it's secretive. It's underground and people don't get how it, you know, how it works and how you do it and why, etc. And so it's these kinds of shows where you bring it out that... Uh, are great to bring out the truth and, and how some people, like I said, it's not for everybody, but for those who do want to expand their horizons and try new things, it's a very civil way of doing it. And the biggest question, uh, like like you asked, is how do you manage watching another person shag your partner? Yeah. Really? Right. It's, it's one of the yeah. biggest questions we have asked all the time, and that's why I brought up it's just like a sex toy. It's just your partner doing something with somebody or something else than yourself. For the sexual pleasure right. of it. Is there ever a risk, though? Like, have swingers ever broken up because, you know, they have had sex with someone in one of these rooms and... They decide to fall in love with them. They kind of fall in love and, and you know, is, is there a risk of that? Well, the thing is that when I said to you the beginning was, what is the definition of the swing lifestyle where it begins with an open-minded attitude and a strong, loving relationship, that if you go into it without that strong, loving relationship, or maybe you're on the verge of breaking up, well, certainly the disaster could happen. But that's not the norm. That's not the general terms of what happens in the swinging lifestyle. And you definitely, it's really about strengthening your own couple. And you definitely don't swing to try and fix a broken relationship. That's just a disaster waiting to happen. 
Uh, very good point. See, I would just yeah. be worried that, you know, there'd be a certain part of the couple that my, my boyfriend would be into. And then he'd want to go back to that person all the time. Yeah, but that oh, person's like, married to somebody over. else. So you can't have that person. You know what I mean? It's not as easy as that. It's not like single people all, all fucking together. You're both couples. And the couples are already in the strong, loving relationship. So they're not looking for another partner to, to fall in love with. Fall in love with. They're not either. So that's what the, com- you know, that's what the communication is all about. And that's what the consent is all about. And so you're not doing it to fall in love with anybody. Why do you think there is still such a stigma around it? Because this has obviously been happening for many, many years. Yeah, underground. That is a Why great do you still? Question. Uh, it's a great question. I think really the stigma is there because people don't understand why and how you can share your partner. I mean, that's your most valuable asset in your whole life and the most important person your whole life, and you're sharing that partner for sexual pleasure. People don't get it. But also, we've been brainwashed to, at a very young age, find someone fall in love with them and you're expected to stay with them the rest of your life and to have sex in the missionary position on the same position on the same side of your bed for your whole life and it's not it's not natural sex is primal you know you see the bonobo monkeys they're out there having orgies day and night and they're they're very <laughs> close to us so you know um couples who have become best friends because they connected early on in life um need some spice to keep that marriage or that relationship going and we have so many friends in the lifestyle who are empty nesters who spent their whole life nurturing their children now their children are gone and they need something to reignite that fire in their relationship and sometimes it's about joining the lifestyle and being naked on a beach or having sex in a playroom with a bunch of other people not necessarily playing with them and then going home and reliving all those orgasms they've heard in the playroom and having great sex and saying you know would we could we should we and next time the girl comes in and kisses another girl and it turns on her husband or her boyfriend and it just moves forward and in the lifestyle you don't have to go from one to ten. You can go from one to three and just stay there because that's what's good for your couple. And okay. is there ever an end date? Are you going to pack it in in a few years? <laughs> we'll keep going. We'll I would chair. say that uh, I'm going to say 40 years from now, David's still going to be piling away. And yes, absolutely. There's going to be. There's no turning back here in our lives. There's no turning back. God. Well, listen. We could we could talk to you guys for hours and hours and hours. Um, but. For anyone who is listening right now who maybe wants to explore your radio show or some of the information that you provide about the swinging lifestyle, where is the best place online they can connect with you? So it's very easy. Just go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com. Our radio show is The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. It is on our website, and so is all our social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So, And if someone wants to send us a question, they can just send us an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. We keep it simple. Lovely. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank thanks you, a million. And it was a lot of fun. Time in Jamaica. Um, we'll speak to you again soon. We thanks will. so much, thank guys. You. Well, that was a whole lot of fun with the tables turned, no doubt, where we got to answer all the questions instead of asking them. And now for the second half of our show, where we get to find out more about the one and only swinger club in central London, Le Boudoir, when we spoke with the owners while we were on the Bliss Cruise. This is A Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back after this quick message. And we want to invite everyone to join us at Hedonism 2 in Jamaica during Goddess Week, May 9 to 16, hosted by Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts. And we have Kim here with us to tell us all about the highlights of the week and what to expect. 
Hello, everybody. Thank you, Carol. I am so excited about the Goddess Week. We are going to have so much fun. We're going to be exploring Goddess Spot, feminine empowerment, manifesting your desires. So if you're looking for more passion, more connection, more intimacy in your relationships, and also you want to have more passion in yourself and in your relationships, then we can help you with finding that goddess within. So join us. Um, we're looking forward to it. We're going to be here and having a whole lot of fun. So if you want to find out more about this event, uh, of course, you can go to tantrichearts.com and thesexylifestyle.com. We'll have all the information posted there. All right, we're back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we were just walking around uh, the, bl the Bliss Cruise. We're here with theswingerscruise.com, and we happened to come upon some friends we met on the Alaskan cruise with LLV. Let's shout out to Claudia and Pepe. We haven't seen them in a while, but we are here with... Yeah, we've got these guests. We've got Claudia and David, who are the owners of the one and only lifestyle clothing optional club in central London called Le Boudoir Club. Wow, you said I that really well, honey. Oh, great. Thank you, honey. It helps that we're from Montreal, yes, right? Le so Boudoir. Le Boudoir, very easily. Okay. Your French accent is certainly better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Hi, to the hello. show. Hi, guys. So, um, being the owners of the club, and you're here on the cruise with us, tell us a little bit about what your club's all about, and what people can expect, and how it's a little bit different from anybody else's club. Okay, uh, where do we start? So, how are we different? Okay, David, that's enough. <laughs> Claudia. <laughs> we will. We will definitely let you yeah, talk. Go I, ahead. Go ahead. I, listen, you, you know, I think he was right the first time. She, <laughs> she sounds so much sexier than me. Go on. You, you tell them why we have a club, baby. So, Claudia, start about how you got the idea of opening a club in London. Um, so, um, we were in the lifestyle before opening the club. Um, so, we had the experience of the scene in the UK. And there was no club in London. So, we thought there was an opportunity to open a club and do it a little bit better. <laughs> so, when you say you're in the lifestyle, did you do house parties and events and you traveled mostly? Uh, we attended clubs uh, that were around London. Okay. Um, and then we had some private meets as well uh -huh. but we found that doing the private meets was a little bit more pressured so we wanted more of a club experience to not to be pressurized and you know meet more people at the same time and rather certainly than there was a need for something in central London because the population is the most dense in that area it is, and, it, and it, I think the only reason there are not more clubs in central London is the, the difficulties that we've overcome in opening one. It's, it's a regulatory thing and a licensing thing. Um, provincially in the UK, there are a lot of clubs. There's about 30 or 40 clubs around the whole of the UK. Um, so it's, it's well catered for from that perspective. Of course, the challenges you have as an operator in London is, is, is any business. is real estate prices, it's overheads, running costs, logistics. Because even when people come to us... You know, if they're going to stay overnight, the hotels could be very expensive. Um, but the flip side is that we're also, because we're in central London, if you're a, a tourist, if you're from the States or Canada or Australia and you've made that trip to the UK, you know, we are just an easy add-on to what your, your itinerary is already going to be. Absolutely. So, first of all, Claudia, I love your accent. It is so sensual. And Speak, Polish. Speak Polish to him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> tell, him, tell him how hot he looks. <laughs> Um, but rumor has it, and we're going to get back to you, into your club in a second because you have some exciting news about it. But rumor has it that you're the one that seduced David into the lifestyle. How did that happen? Tell us your story. 
Well, that is not quite true. <laughs> David was in the lifestyle before meeting me, and when we got together, I was always quite curious. I wanted to explore my sexuality in a safe place, and that's how that's how we started going to clubs. And it was David's <laughs> influence on me that got me into the lifestyle, you know, which I have enjoyed since. So basically, he gave you permission, and you felt not permission yourself, but he mm. allowed you to yes. say it's okay. Exactly in of your course. own world to try and explore yeah. and expand all of, of your horizons into different ways. But Indeed. just explain to our listeners what it felt like or why you had this need to be bi-curious. And are you still bi-curious? Uh, I'm not she curious anymore. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely bisexual. And you know, being in a club allows you to meet other open-minded people in a safe environment when you're not judged, when you can explore and you know, try different things that you have talked about or fantasized about. And what would be one of those first things that you tried as a bi-curious female way that back then. way back then that really stands out in your memory? When we first went to the club, I met a beautiful couple and, you know, the girl was beautiful and sensual and gentle and sexy, you know, it's everything so seductive, you know, that you're very attractive, attracted to. So Carol's not bi-curious either, <laughs> but she's not bisexual. Right, because I'm definitely bi-situational, bi-friendly. Wow, that's wow. another. To add to my, I'm creating an Excel document now on how to describe people's sexuality. I've only just got my head around polyamorous and the various other ones. So, but, but her fa her favorite one bi is bi-selective. And bi well, actually, my favorite one is being bi-selfish. It's okay. all good. When it's good for me, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm liking that. <laughs> so cute. I certainly went through my phase also being curious, and as it turns out, I I just like cock too much. That's my problem. <laughs> well, that. Yeah, that's interesting because you do too, don't you? you, you, you <laughs> and she can be a little greedy from time to time, which which is fine for me. Uh, unfortunately, the listeners can't depict that there's a bit of a slight age gap between between Claudia and I. You know, um, and I when I met her uh, and we started dating, uh, I approached the subject. Obviously, I had prior experience within the scene, and um, I kind of approached the, the subject as you do within within the throes of passion of what excited her and what what she wanted to try, and you know the, the fact that she was interested in. In, in kissing girls and playing with girls and um, wanted to expand that um, so I was only too happy to say well you know would you like to go to a club let's go to a lifestyle club or a swingers club and um, yes the answer came back straight oh, away okay. so, yes, so you were not dragged in there kicking and no, screaming no, I uh -huh. was very keen yes, to try it exactly. out as well but it, it's, it's really interesting because we're going to get into the insanity of you guys actually taking the plunge to open up your club in a second and it really is insanity <laughs> yeah. and you're going to tell some of, uh, some of the, the experiences that you went through but isn't the lifestyle about pushing those boundaries and fulfilling those fantasies which for obviously for you guys was opening a club we just recently we've been in the lifestyle 12 years and we just recently did a double vag right Carol, we, we how, how did that feel, David? <laughs> it he felt okay absolutely it. fantastic. You know, you know, some guys are like, no, no crossing swords. I don't want to be another guy's cock. I'm okay. I find it so hot when Carol sucks two cock at two cocks at the same time. But this was the first time after 12 years we put two cocks in her pussy. Okay. And there's always new things you can do and keep keep it expanding. But Carol immediately squirted it all over both of us because of the fullness in her pussy. But I almost came just having that other piece of tight. Of, of, of skin yeah. next to my cock, and everything was tight together, and it was a very cool experience. Uh -huh. Absolutely. I, I, I think we, 
we're very open-minded as you would expect running a club but outside of that we we have the same things that excite us as any other normal couple and, and who discusses their fantasies but you're right it's about taking that step to push the boundaries to go and actually realize what is what is a fantasy so i i, I hope you hope your mum's not listening to this but it'll be an interesting one if she is but um you know with claudia we've we've gone from starting off with vanilla sex with regular sex to actually she's bisexual and I, and I get excited with watching her with a girl and going down or, or a girl going down on her to then I'm very excited to watching her with a guy you know and and then DP she loves double penetration we haven't tried double vaginal but we, we tried try but yet. she loves a DP she loves anal I loves anal I, I you know you thank know, goodness you know Claudia you can actually have a double vag penetration with two Davids. <laughs> yeah, he's inviting himself into your boudoir, I think. As long as you come too, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a question, though. Did you design your your club when you opened it up and conceptualized it? Did you design it to fulfill your needs? Like, did you have what you liked or what was missing in your life? No, not really. Um, so... How did we come about having a club? We it's been five years now. It has been. It'll be five five years, five years in February. Open. We opened on Valentine's Day, fourteenth uh, of February, twenty fifteen. So we're coming up for five years, and we're about to move venue. But we'll tell you about that. That's an exciting time for us. One of the reasons that we we wanted to do this is that we were not fulfilled by clubs outside of London. We found that. Th- People had opened them without any forethought to customer service or quality or style or cleanliness. Uh, and that's not to put all clubs down. It's, it's really not because there are some good places. But generally, people were not investing in their facility. They they, they didn't, you know, they were very basic. They, they, if, some people had converted a, a, a house into a club. Some had gone to a, a warehouse, an industrial unit. You know, the curbside appeal was lacking, and it was it was it was pretty pretty basic. And also, and this is without wanting to sound elitist, because in, but we are by no means elitist. But there was no uh, observation of minimum standards. You know, so you would go there and you would find people. You'd look around a club and go, "Wow, yeah, this this is not for us. We're not happy here." So we tried also some private parties but we found that you know you'd agree to go to a private party and somebody say yeah I've got 8, 10, 12 couples coming and actually you'd rock up and you'd be one of maybe two couples and six or eight single guys and of course when you walk in with a a Polish supermodel I am blowing my own trumpet there um, (laughs) they gravitate gravitate straight towards her and the pressure that she felt and she said I don't want to play with these guys but she was it was very pressurized so we said London you know London being the metropolis it is why is there no regular club that people can be a member of and drop into or drop out of at a whim if they're on a night out and they just want to carry on um, without any 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 problems. We soon found out, obviously, finding a venue is difficult. For two years, we looked for the right venue. Then you've got to circumnavigate the law in the UK, the licensing within the UK, um, and then you, 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 you've then got to put the investment in. When we did that, we put the and we came. By the way, we come from both from leisure backgrounds. All right? We were working in in the leisure industry in different spheres, so we brought different skill sets to it. And I've got quite a creative mind, uh, and, and Claudia has that administrative expertise, which is just superb. Um, but when we opened, we didn't know whether we would survive a week, yeah, a month, yeah. a year. Right. We didn't know whether anybody would come. And everybody comes to us now. And we're packed out on a Friday and a Saturday. You've got 200 people there partying. And the, our reviews, you know, if you find the reviews of, of, of Le Boudoir, they're exceptional, uh, which is 
we're proud of, very proud of. But we didn't know when we started. We had nobody. We right. had no customers, right. no clientele. That's the insanity I was talking <laughs> it about. It is. It, it was build it, yeah. and they will come. Because you, you have you, to you believe, right? You, you can't just go out and put advertising on the double-decker buses no. in downtown London and say come to our club and you know meet a couple and go in the back and play with them Correct. right and you can't do it on social media um, social media shadow bands anything related to sexuality so it, it's absolutely crazy to think about opening a club making the investment and, and not knowing if someone how are you going to promote up? it? And and that's it. We, we we have those advertising restrictions. We cannot advertise mainstream. Um, thankfully, Google. Um, we, we put a lot into SEO and early days we had some Google keyword advertising but then we got blocked and banned yes, on there of course. welcome Fa to our world <laughs> Facebook bl blocks you every week yeah. you know just for putting you know they'll carry they'll carry saucy pictures of underwear ads or even lipsticks you know, adverts and they're racier than we will carry but we'll get we'll get our accounts suspended yeah. uh, the hypocrisy is just yeah. just phenomenal really um, but you're right we didn't know how, so we, we didn't know how we would necessarily generate that crowd and and the biggest the biggest marketing tool that we have five years down the line now is word of mouth right you know and, and meeting people such as yourself on these cruises uh, and the positive experiences that people have had but it's it's for the first six months I was banging my head against the wall wow. you know what have we done yeah. what have we done but we love the success five years later and congratulations on thank that you. thank you and this is what you do full-time is that correct yes, yes absolutely so cool. Claudia um, first, we're going to remind everybody, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're talking with Claudia and David from Le Boudoir in uh, Central, London. London. Central London. Tell us what has been the most fun, exciting part of you guys opening a club as you've been in it for five years. And I'm not talking about you know the success that you have, but... Any lifestyle experience, like being with the Swinger Cruise, being on Bliss Cruise, going to Hedonism, going to Desire, doing um, trips with LLV, um, all these great trips are about the people. Tell us about the people that come to your club that makes the energy and the sexual vibe what it is. Um, we, being in central London, we get people from all over the world. People come from Australia, Canada, the States, from Asia, from anywhere in the world. They come to see us. Um, and we get such a variety of members. We have people who are politicians, sportsmen, plumbers, pilots, you know, teachers. E e even royalty. Even royalty as well. So we've got a real, every week there are new people. There are many regulars as well, but when you come to Le Boudoir, you always get to meet new people. The, the foundation of the club mm. is discretion, though. Mm. Okay, so we've, we've mentioned some professions there, but obviously we would never di divulge or discuss individuals. And we, we have over 50,000 registered members now in that period of time, uh, and they are from all over the world. We've had parties with 25, 26 different nationalities at events. Wow. You know, so that's how, how diverse it is. And people know that they can come. Uh, we, we, we operate pro differently from many places as well. We're looking at, for instance, in the, in the US here, we're looking at some clubs to go visit when we come off this cruise, and you can go and sign up at the door. We cannot do that in the UK. Licensing-wise, um, there's an archaic, and it isn't, it's part of the, the archaic laws around the world, or certainly in the UK, that private members' clubs, you should have a 48-hour cooling-off period. So oh. by law, people are meant to register with us 48 hours before they can cover their first visit. Now, that predates the internet, okay? Pre predates mobile phones. 
we 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 fly a little bit faster than lose people as long as people are registered and their account is reviewed before they come to us willing to send. so if they're in town on a on a saturday afternoon saturday evening they fancy coming to us as long as they do that registration and we can review it we can accept them through the door but um you know we do have people we've had a member of an, an overseas royal family who is a regular member with us um and it's it's quite something uh, we've had pop stars and it's interesting a couple of well-known british pop stars and, and then people go is that so and so and we go don't know no idea <laughs> yeah, we, sure. we we are the keeper of many <laughs> secrets yes, as well for yeah. sure. um let's chat a little bit about the lifestyle about swinging and about the fact that like on the bliss cruise people can come to your club but don't have to play with other people they can just come to have a great erotic experience as a couple right claudia that's correct yeah so when you come to the boudoir it's like coming to a nightclub you know and if you choose to engage with other members you have the facilities to you know you can just uh, go and socialize you can have a drink you can dance you can get undressed or you can wear something sexy and provocative like you wouldn't be able to in a normal club so it's a very relaxed and pressurized environment and there are areas in the club if for example carol and i wanted to have uh, an erotic experience just the two of us we can go and nobody would bother us of course so we have open and closed playrooms we have three floors so on one of the floors you'll be an open plan playroom so if you like to be watched or watch other couples you can do so and um, also we've got a dungeon and headmaster's room a dark room so if you're a little bit more kinky you have also some fun you know facilities to you know have some um, fun with other couples or yourselves we, we, we're actually blown. I said it took mm. us two years to find this venue and uh, this is an old bank Okay, okay, we found an old bank. So the bank vault. This is your new venue that no, you're No, no, this is to. where we are currently. Okay, okay. Okay. The new venue is even better. So uh, it was an old bank, and I walked in, and um, the, 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 secure, the metal bars and the, and the safes are in this vault, and you're in a, in a, in a secure vault with 18-inch with reinforced concrete wow. walls and ceiling. <laughs> That's very cool. It's, it's <laughs> like, so that became our dungeon area. We, um, because our, the, our current premises are being uh, redeveloped into uh, offices, as happens, real estate happens, uh, we, when we started, and again we said the madness of starting, we took this on a short lease, a five-year lease, and said, well, if we last five years, at least at that point we have a business to move. If we don't last five years, then hey, c'est la vie. Um, so we, we're coming to the end of our tenure, and we've been looking for about a year and a half again for new premises. And it's incredible. I, I'm a strong believer in fate. 200 meters away from where we currently are, a property became available earlier this year, uh, a licensed property, a pub. It used to be a pub restaurant, huge building, historic. Uh, used to be a, an old hospital. And um, the previous uh, occupants, they went bankrupt, actually. And that just shows the, the business pressures of running a regular business. Never mind a lifestyle swinging business, but a regular business. They went bankrupt, abandoned the property, and it's been empty for a year. And we've just signed a 20-year lease. Wow. Uh, so we, have, we know we have it for at least 20 years, so hence we can put the investment into it we're completely re refurbishing uh, this and it'll be on three floors with a licensed bar but the cellars below the ground are, are these wonderful barrel roofed cellars and there's about five or six of them and then at vaults arches uh, which will become separate playrooms um, so we have those below ground and then on the first floor again private rooms and, and open plan playrooms so we'll be about uh, 5,000 square feet uh, wow. which is where we are currently that's the same same capacity that we are 
in the, in the existing property, but it's a it's a stunning building, and um, yeah, we're we're excited about the future. Cool. So, on the Swinger Cruise, there's there's a lot of people who are newbies. Okay, we did with Lynn yesterday from theswingercruise.com a newbies 101 workshop. If you were talking to somebody who was coming to London or a couple coming to London who are thinking about going to a club, and we're not talking about registration in advance, what are a couple of things that they should talk about as a couple first before stepping through your front door? Um, I would say that they should definitely discuss their boundaries <laughs> and what they are comfortable with doing, whether it's just watching other people or perhaps playing with each other, being watched by other people. But I would yes, definitely say discussing what they are both comfortable with. And I guess the three main rules apply at your club as well, which is ask first. Of course. No, no means, means no. no. And if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. They, they do. And, and like all operators or all, all, all people that go to clubs we have some challenges with that as well that sometimes put, forget their manners uh, and we we uh, we open on a Thursday Friday and Saturday Le Boudoir uh, Thursdays are quite niche they're, they're, they're dedicated to the greedy girls so for those couples or cook old couples uh, or single ladies that want to engage with multiple guys um, and that's fine and that's but, but you'll sometimes you'll get a couple that will book on a Thursday because they think it's a cheap night oh, cheap okay. entry to the club yeah. and they turn up and they go wow there's a lot of guys here and we go we do make it very, very clear what the nature of this party is. And similarly, then Friday nights, we uh, we allow single guys and couples. But, and this is unique to the UK, and I don't know whether North American clubs do this, we cap the number of single guys. Yeah, it's so a lot we, of clubs do it happens, as well. Yes. Okay. In the UK, they don't. So you can go to some clubs provincially in the UK, and you'll have 50 single guys and five couples. We cap it at 25 guys, okay. um, and then the rest is couples. And we'll, an average crowd on a Friday is 150, 160 oh, people. Oh, that's a big crowd. Uh, 200 on a Saturday, and Saturday's couples only. But I would say for newbies, it's going back to David's point, don't choose a cheaper night it's a false economy really look at the night you want to come and if you've discussed with your partner that you are looking to engage with other couples then choose a couples only night um, but, but if you want it just to an experience a place that is erotic and fun and you want to push your boundaries and let's just say you are a tourist and you only had a Thursday night available yeah. they just know that there's Absolutely. some guys but they'll be respectful if you ask them to yeah. please no we're not interested and that they could just you know push their own boundaries together if that's what they want to do they can yes, yes. and yeah. one, one of the things that we talk about all the time is if as a couple as a newbie couple you're going to a club and you've spoken about those limits and expectations and you go into the club and you see something you want to do don't don't change the rules on the Correct. spot look listen go home talk huh? about it and go back and then do something that you've agreed to do because doing something on the spot that you haven't agreed with your partner about can just lead to some bad situations. Drama, drama, drama. drama. You're out. You're you're 100 on the money. And um, the environment that we have is is a is a calm environment. As much as we don't get groups of guys binge drinking, you know. So there's no trouble that you'll encounter in some nightclubs. But you do get drama between couples. Uh, and often, in, you know, new couple, younger couples, or, or or new couples just starting out, where one person or the other wants just to go that a little bit further than has been pre determined between the two of them um, because in the heat of the moment that's so easy to do so you know just discipline yourself and you know be prepared yeah it, it, it is um, yeah we will often just go and have a chat with the couple and say hey is everything all right guys you know do you want to just come and have a drink so come and chat here and you know it's everything fine um, 
just to try to to, 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 to bring people back to, to, to sensible discussion. All right. David, Claudia, Claudia, David from the boudoir. Thank Carol, you. Carol, David, David, Carol. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our show. Why don't you take a minute and tell everybody how they can find you online, social media, and um, buy tickets. It's very kind of you. Thank you. So we're, we're easy to find. Just look for Le Boudoir dot uh, club is our is our um, URL. Uh, we are on most of the big swinging websites. We'll have a profile generally Le Boudoir Club, no dots, uh, or Google us. If you're coming to London, just Google Swingers Clubs London and hopefully, please God, we still come out and very high up. which part of London? We are, we are right on the east side of the city of London, so central London. We're in a, an area that is called Oldgate, A-L-D-G-A-T-E. There's a million hotels around us. We are five minutes walk from, for instance, the Tower of London. Um, so there's a lot of tourist things around us. But if you want to email us, Info at leboudoir.club. If you want to ring us, our phone number is on the on the um, website. We're happy to answer any questions of anybody coming through. Beautiful. And if you missed all of that, just go to the sexylifestyle.com. We will have a link right to Le Boudoir's website, and we'll have some of their specials and their events up there. And if you have any questions, you can send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Thank you, guys. Thank you Thanks very much. Us. Our pleasure. Thank you. thank you. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. We are learning more and more every week with all our fantastic guests, and we hope you do too. Visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find out more about our expert guests. You can even contact them if you have any questions about sex, sexuality, relationships, swinger clubs, whatever you want. Remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. Use promo code 30314 for the first month free. So check it out. Yeah, go check it out. And remember to join us at Hedonism 2, the clothing optional resort in Jamaica, for the Triple Play event, September 26th to October 3rd. It's brought to you by the same organizers as Young Swingers Week, but this event is open to all ages, and it celebrates fitness, kink, and arm candy. Not the type you eat, but the type you fuck at the most iconic adult playground in the world. And let's not forget about Naughty Narlands, the largest convention for sexy, open-minded couples in the world. This year, it's July 8 to 12, 2020. And this amazing event takes over three hotels and Bourbon Street itself. Book it today. It sells out fast. All right. And you know, for more information about these trips or anything else, you can go visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. Or as always, send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. We hope you enjoyed it, listening to our little interview on FM 104 in Dublin and us chatting with the owners of Le Boudoir in central London, Claudia and David. And we want to always, as we do, thank you for listening as well. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny, of course. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. Sex.